Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Tomorrow is opening day. This morning, then I have a great hunt. Deer didn't move like usual. We just got set up in the middle of this bedding thicket. Oh, been saving this spot for the rut. It's a nice, I think it's a nice buck. <laughs> It's a 170. That was money. I think it's down right over there. 10 yards. Woo! Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Coming into your ear hole on a Wednesday. That's right. We hope you're listening to this on a Wednesday. Yeah, I wonder what people do listen on Friday. They're like, what are they talking about? It's Friday. Right, like, uh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, about 11.20 on a Wednesday. Yeah, that's when it hits. That's it's like real prime good. rib it's on prime. one side. Yeah. Yeah. Prime, yeah. And then like good. bush slide on the other. <laughs> <laughs> so, nope. I opened this one up because we're, we're pretty loose on this one. Yeah, Really I feel loose. I feel good opening it you up. You can't be tight with him on. No. It's just impossible. No, I mean, it's, I mean, it's too solid of a dude. We had too much fun with him at ATA to be like professional and and legit, right? The best thing he's got is wow. Yeah, I mean, I mean that, this guy. It's a one. It's a one move. This guy has the best bow review <laughs> on the internet. 
hopefully we can tag a link. I'm putting on my oh, yeah. I'm putting on my tech guy. Yep. We the can link do that. will be on the description of this episode. And you guys probably should pause this, watch the link, then come back. Because you're gonna it's gonna completely change the way you look at this guy's reviews. He he's gonna go completely next level on you. Should absolutely do exactly what Cody said. <laughs> Let's get into the partners that make this possible. We're going to start with the VIP veteran broadhead. By this time, um, they probably have the mouth diaphragms out. Oh, think so? I do. Yeah, I think I so. I do think so. We're, we're recording this a little bit pre-early, so... Yeah, maybe maybe a little bit. <laughs> I yeah. got faith, though. Yeah, I got faith, too. So A lot, a lot of people... Really excited about through. that. Um, great price point. Um, red, white, and blue. I'm going to have a red, white, and blue call. Calling in a red, white, and blue... <laughs> with a red, white, and blue broadhead. I mean, it's going to be... So it's American. The only thing I'm worried about, I'm glad turkeys can't hear because the national anthem is going to be so loud out of my turkey vest. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even know what I'm going to do. Do not even know. You got the VIP veteran broadhead pulled up. I shout do. Out. I do. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hit it. This week's VIP veteran broadhead shout out is Gilbert Carr, and he started in the Marine Corps in September of 2007. Said he loved the Marine Corps, but the bullshit outweighed its political dog and the pony shows. <laughs> um, Gilbert, we can't appreciate your honesty enough, and we thank you for your service. Yeah, thank you, Gilbert, from uh, VIP family, Matt and Cindy, and everybody at the Whitetail Legacy Podcast crew, which is me and homie and six of our fake <laughs> interns in the back. All Send right. some emails, damn it. Yeah, turn the heat up in this place. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah sit lock let's cover the beanies no one all knows right. the drama that the beanie has created all right so go ahead with so, the beanies so when you shoot a, a giant deer <laughs> and your ears are cold and you have when you have your hair is on fleek <laughs> and all right and all right. uh someone's trying to hold that back f- from the glory <laughs> oh really they let you borrow the beanie, and it accidentally ends up at your house forever. I can't control that. <laughs> All right. Uh, do I? Yeah, you get a rebuttal. I get a full. I don't know how you're going to rebuttal. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm full sin right here. So, say you bought a beanie, and then you're partnered with this company, and then I mean, you probably witnessed the biggest deer shot that you're probably ever going to see shot in your life. And then you notice this guy doesn't have like the full get up. So you lend him a piece of your garment for the trophy shot. And then you don't, you don't get, you know, you just gave it away and that's it. Was you handed it to me? I thought it was a gift. Like, Oh, like, yeah. like, hey, you just yeah. shot this deer. Hey, you just shot this deer. Here's a gift. That's what I thought. I took it. Oh, well. There's only know. like five people laughing right now that know what's going I on. I know. I know. But anyways, just so you know, Sitlock beanies are legit. Warm. I, excellent. I. Did the, you buy an orange one? Because I need an orange one. Shout out Matt I, from Last Breath. I gifted. <laughs> that was sick. I gifted my gray beanie. Yeah. 
and then I got a black one, so oh, yeah. I bought two. So yeah, you would they them. are very good. Yeah, I bought two of them. Did you? Yeah. Who'd well, you give, yeah, you, yeah. Didn't, you didn't give me another beanie. Who'd no, you? I gifted you the gray one. Oh. And I well, I, I bought, took my own. I, I black never bought one. one. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Do you want to wear the one that you got now? Yeah, I'm going to keep wearing the gray one. Yeah. All right. Okay. So All right. we're moving on. Get a Scentlock beanie. Yeah, Scentlock beanies. Yeah. Legit. That's, that's the message. ECW I, calls. <laughs> the, the guys right now are just yeah, dying. Yeah. They paused it. Yeah. ECW calls. Uh, what are we going to cover there? What do you want to cover? You guys, um, they're he, at River's Edge. Yeah. In Canton. He and redid I, the grunt tube, too. He remade the grunt tube this he, year. Where'd you see that at? At the... At the oh, he, my. He re... You see... He, he, he redesigned the whole entire grunt tube at... Well, see, because Kurt come up to me, he's like, hey, blow into this. And I was like, okay. So I blew into it. I was like, sounds like ECW Grunt Tube. Mm-hmm. Sounds like the one I got. It's just a little more like finesse. And then you yeah. put the polyurethane mm-hmm. finish on it. So I was like, okay, maybe we're getting the the finish into question. Yeah. But I blew it in. Yeah. Sounds like a Grunt Tube. Yeah. He bought one, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, wa- he walked away with that. Yeah. The same one I put my mouth on. <laughs> Not to call Solid. He's trying to check it out, bro. Make sure it worked. <laughs> right? Yeah. He redid the grunt tube this year. Uh, oh, and we'll save the next. We'll save the other one for the next episode. Whatever you want to do. With the kids. We'll save that. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, Ingram's Outdoor Obsession. <sighs> Mr. Freeze is done. I'm calling it. It's. Mm. I'm calling it. He's, go. he's done, and I'm going to release in four days. <laughs> <laughs> so we release on Wednesday. So Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a good call. It's a yeah. good call. I'm going to release picks on Saturday of Mr. Freeze's mount. And, and then, then I'll probably have to wait about. And then the video will come out in nine months. <laughs> no, no. I'll probably have to wait about five weeks to release my mount, and then probably another Three weeks after that to release my seventeen buck. Mm-hmm. You gotta. We got. We're releasing eighteen before seventeen. It's gonna be really messed up. Yeah. Well, because everybody uh, want to see the eighteen. I know. Yeah. I mean, who's who wants to see? No one wants to see the seventeen. Every, every, everybody everybody forgot. Everybody's drooling over Mister Freeze. Everybody forgot about the seventeen. Yeah. You done messed up when yeah. you shot Mister Freeze. The two giants we shot with a bow. Doesn't yeah, matter. Done. No. No. No matter. So, all right, guys. Outdoor product review. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> no, the reviews are good, but the guy's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, seriously, guys, super honest reviews. You, They're not biased at all by any company. Um, they're made by a active duty hero of this nation. We go into that. So, uh, we can't thank him enough for his service, and we hope you guys enjoy the show. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, calling in is Jason. Jason, what was your last name? Ballas. <laughs> Jason <laughs> Blazin. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he's got big things going on, doing outdoor product reviews. New bows is not his thing, and neither is mule deer hunting. Calling in from the great state of Colorado, probably blazing right now. <laughs> Jason Ballas. <laughs> How's it going, guys? How's it going, man? Oh, well, you know, it's uh, it's been a, a an eventful day, even more so. 
uh, since this call began. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to burn down the house, literally. So Yeah, uh, we almost we had an electrical fire in my <laughs> studio almost right before we burnt, we, we did this. So this was almost a no-go. We yeah, didn't have to get the yeah, fire extinguisher almost. out, but homie, he was Smokey the Bear over yeah, there. Yeah, right? I was like, dude, something is on yeah. fire. <laughs> he's, sit, he's sitting there, and his little nose is up in the air going, man. I think I smell something burning. I'm like, yeah, I've heard that numerous times, but let's go ahead. (laughs) All right, just for the Uh, listeners, we got to meet you and hang out with you at ATA. Uh, What a blast that was. Um, We just laughed and and had a a hell of a time, man. mm -hmm. We were just sitting at the booth, and, yeah, I mean, you you made the trip super awesome for us to uh, get to meet you and just experience the friendship for a couple days down there. Oh yeah, dude. It was that was a lot of a lot of fun. I know that uh, talking to Matt, you know, going back to how it all sort of happened. Um, you know, I've known Matt for a long time, and he he was t- telling me about you guys. Um, he's like, "Man, you gotta listen to this podcast." So so I, I listened, and I was just cracking up listening to you. And I figured, you know, once we get down there, uh, when I met you guys, it was just like you know, peas in the pod. We're just not, you know one joke after another right on top of each other. And, uh, it was, it was, it was a good time. A little, little quick thing is that, um, you know, so I was listening to your podcast the other day and those boys that were given, they had the what 40, 40, 30 packs of beer. And I was like, man, if we were there, they wouldn't have any beer left. <laughs> <laughs> no, we put a hurting on it for sure. Yeah. Well, that Tacticam booth, uh, I know. Shout out Tacticam oh, yeah. coming in I stat. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, uh, hey, I smell it. <laughs> Let's go. And here, here we go walking back to the to the uh, VIP booth with three beers in, in the hands. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. So, I will say that yeah. was when we did the most damage at the booth. Yeah. We, we, we started yeah. finding our groove there, getting rid of some broadheads. Oh, we were. You know, I mean, Matt Matt was sick and he had to go away. And uh, and a little, did, little do I know that he was actually putting us in charge. And I'm like, well, that's a bad decision. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, it we, turned out all right. <laughs> yeah. we, we ended up sec- selling the heck out of some broadheads for him. Yeah. So it was good. I know he was very appreciative. Uh, nice. Yeah, we had we had a lot of fun, man. It was a lot of good laughs. And uh look forward to doing it again next year. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. excited. We hope to bring some more hilarious people to, <laughs> to meet you. And uh, yeah. you run Outdoor Product Review on youtube and you have a website also right yeah so yeah i run outdoorproductreview.com um and you know of course i started i started way back in the day uh writing for colorado fishing and hunting news and then i uh, was picked up by a company called bowhunting.net which was one of the first bow hunting like the largest bow hunting website that and bow site at the time um and they picked me up as a as a review person to you know start doing reviews so and I, I i never really i used to just write to write for the companies because you know that's just sort of what i did and um and uh got picked up by this company and really started getting into doing the reviews and uh i don't know it was maybe 2008 or so i started uh i'm like you know gosh if we put these on video I guarantee you probably have a lot more people, you know, watch it. And YouTube was just sort of new around that time. And, uh, so I, you know, I had some, some camera with the tape in it, not the big VHS ones, like, like back in the eighties or whatever, but I had it with the little, the little mini tapes and I got some kind of video card and I was able to figure out how to edit it a little bit. I started doing them on video. And then of course, you know, it's all, 
excelled since then to where I'm at now. Nice, man. How did you upload those to YouTube? Put them in your computer and then get them on an SD card? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, well, so what you did is, is I'd put it on my computer and, um, you know, it would, it would, it would go from, from, I I don't even know the terminology. My wife's got a degree in mass communication. She knows all that, but um, it would go from, you know, basically from the analog to the digital format. And then I could edit it and then it would, I would upload. So I'd start like my out mode and then I'd like go to work, I'd go to sleep and then I'd go to work the next day and then I'd finally be done. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I mean, and then it would be done. And then I started seeing, you know, it, it, it took there, a lot of people ask me, matter of fact, I'm sure you guys saw on my, uh, my page, Facebook, uh, post yesterday, somebody asked me how someone gets into it. And I'm like, it takes a lot of years. I mean, this isn't just something that you get into. I, I've been doing reviews. I review everything, but my big, my big go-to every year is my yearly bow review that I do. And that's where all the manufacturers send me the bows and I shoot them with the same arrow with the same rest at the same draw length, the same poundage, everything. I set them all up here so that there's no like, Oh, you know, I, this is the best bow because one, it's a cool name or whatever the case is. I just shoot them all through the same chronograph and everything. And then I give you my thoughts of what, you know, my feelings are on how the bow shoots. And I've been doing this quite a long time. I've worked, um, you know, I've I've been in the military forever. So I I've been all over the place. I've worked at a lot of archery shops and, um, I, you know, I was able to work at one shop and, and give some good, product you know lessons on how to shoot a bow and uh and i've just i've just really gone you know along with that with my reviews if i know what really feels good there's certain things some people like in a bow some things that people don't like in a bow um and it's all different for every person and especially if you're left-handed then you're just screwed but uh but no, with, with in all seriousness, it's like, you know, I just give a, a no bullshit review of the bow. I'm not paid by anybody to do this. Um, you know, there's, there are some companies whose bows you'll never see in my review because the answer I've gotten is we have our pro staff review them. And I'm thinking, well, if you have your pro staff review them, then where is the unbiased opinion into mm-hmm. that actual portion of the bow. And that's really one of the reasons why I started Outdoor Product Review was because I had, I was given a crossbow from a company. I couldn't get it drawn back. Uh, I had another guy, you know, big Marine. We're sitting there trying to get this crossbow drawn back, and I couldn't figure it out. I had it on video. I sent the video to the company. I said, hey, what are we doing? He says, oh, you're, you look like you're doing it right, but you must be doing it wrong. And I'm going, okay, can I send you the crossbow back? Because, you know, I've had, as you guys have seen, I, I, I think you've seen, I had a bow explode on me. <laughs> That's the best review I've ever seen. Yeah, yes. That was. That was the best one. It's the, wow. Yeah. I'm and, gonna, and course, I think the, we'll the share the link of... on the on the post for people to really oh, yeah. get to know you just off that one review. Yeah. Was, yeah, that just, the, wow. was that the quickest review you've done also? Yeah, I would have to say it would probably be the <laughs> quickest one. Yeah. And, <laughs> And you, you know, and I'd actually originally cut that tape, just that take portion, so that I could send it to the manufacturer. Uh, because if I have a bow that something's defective, number one, I was, I was, I still had the adrenaline high when I was editing it. You know, like holy crap, about hit my face on the hell. Um, 
but I did that to send a manufacturer because if a boat, if a company sends me something, something breaks or something goes wrong or it doesn't look, you know, it's not working, I'll, I'll contact the manufacturer because, you know, we're all human. I understand there can be, you know, flaws that they don't know about in certain past or QA or whatever. And, uh, you know, I, I had that video for, for, gosh, I don't know, five, six years, and no one had really address the problem with me they're like oh you know it happens and i was like okay <laughs> and they said you know don't don't share that don't share that review and i'm like yeah well i want people to know you know i didn't mention the name of course after that cut after i said wow the infamous wow that we've all learned <laughs> lived up to be is the is the fact that i said that bow gets a zero yeah, that's a zero <laughs> <laughs> Just so, uh, calm yeah. as shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was. I, I was. You know, I, I have that like, you watch some of my reviews and I'm all like business on them. You know, I'm trying to give it straightforward. And, and you know, I probably should should put some of my humor into him because I, I am a pretty funny guy. I yeah, I think you should put your humor yeah. into him. And, uh, and you know, I sorry, I talk about, I go through this aspect. I give some tips a lot too, you know, like uh, – uh, I don't even know where I was going with this, but the fact is the like shooting the bow and hand placement and things along those lines. And, uh, and I was going back to the fact that that one guy had asked me how you do it. And I was like, you have to spend a lot of time in the industry and you have to make your name well known and you have to, you know, have data or, or, or content behind you really. Um, you know, I started just reviewing stuff I had, sitting in my archery box, which was just a bunch of old rests and crap that <laughs> Lord knows whatever. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, so I started doing reviews with that and, um, it's, it's taken off pretty good. It's, it's done pretty well. How many reviews or products do you think you did before you like really got a good groove and a good feel of how you wanted to do it? Oh man, I would say, um, as far as, as far as like writing, writing wasn't hard because, you know, no one's actually watching you do it. Uh, you're, you're sort of following a flow, how you, how, how you're writing it out, talking about all the aspects, especially on a bow, for instance. Um, you know, you have data there where you can, you can research a little bit, bit about it, but yet after you've used it, you still are able to formulate it and come back to it in a word document or whatever the case is. Um, but as far as video, I would have to say probably about 30 bows in, I finally got to where, oh, okay, you know, I, I've got this now. Uh, I'm able to flow through my video. Um, some, of the, <laughs> some of the earlier bow reviews on, on tape, you know, actual tape, right. um, were, you know, I would have to redo the whole tape again for a review. And then it would take me four to six hours just to edit one portion of my review to be able to, to make something that was like, okay, this is follow, you know, I can follow this. Um, cause I was just sort of all over the place and I really didn't have a, a set path or a script aspect of how I wanted to go about it. I was, I was trying to follow the word format, like as if you were reading it, but I found that that wasn't very like, you know, very good in the flow as far as how your flow goes throughout uh, doing a review. So that's when I sort of stopped. I talked to a couple people in the industry. And uh, matter of fact, one guy who works for, um, oh, God, I can't even remember. He used, he used to work for Parker Bows, which uh, before, long before they went out of business and he moved to another plane. His name is Paul Vaconis. And he, um, 
he sat down and, and he talked to me on the phone one day and he's like, Hey, have you ever thought about doing this? And I was like, you know, that's a good idea. And this is a guy in Parker. I never got a bow from Parker ever. And one of the biggest problems is that their uh, owner or the, the general manager was a, uh, he's a, a bank guy. So he doesn't know anything about like archery industry and how you actually help promote the products across the ways. And, uh, he had talked to me though. He gave me some tips and tricks and I sort of ran with it on a, on a dry run on a couple of videos. And my editing went from four to six hours per review down to 25 minutes. And I'm like, Oh, that makes a little bit of sense, you know? And, uh, now, you know, of course here that, that was, Oh, I can't even remember what year that would have been, but I, I guess I'd say at least seven, eight years ago. And, uh, now it's, now I'm streamlined. I know exactly what I want to talk about. I know, you know, I know all the bows. That's the one thing is that I have knowledge of every single bow. I can look at a bow and say, that's that bow. Even if it was just a shadow of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so, important, like you're saying, to have like some street cred, right? Because if you, mm-hmm. if someone's doing a review and you've been doing it for, you know, 10 plus years now, you're, yeah. you have some street cred to actually be like, okay, this guy knows, you know, he shot. 300 bows he knows what it's what he's looking for and like if i did a bow review you know it might be like i might be able to lay it out flawlessly but i should have near the cred that you have you know what i mean so i get what yeah. you're saying street yeah. cred is important and, with gear you got to be able to trust the guy well and that's the key thing and that was i think one of the reasons why i started writing reviews is you know i was that classic watching the nashville network every sunday waiting for the hunting shows to come on you know the jackie bushmans and the and the real tree and all these things and um you know followed that whole uh mantra and and you know these guys are like you need to go buy one of these and these is the best thing and say you know and so i'm like all right man i'm gonna go buy one of these i'd save up money uh you know go buy whatever in the hell they were trying to sell that you could get at the store just to find out it was a big piece of shit. (laughs) And, (laughs) and I'm like, I'm like, man, but they said this thing was great. I must have, you know, I must be doing something wrong. And then I, you know, I, I, I smartened up if you will. I mean, I'm not, I'm not that young kid anymore. I'm I'm freaking old as dirt, but, um, but you know, I went to the fact of understanding of, you know, how the industry works. Cause at the time I wasn't in the industry, I was just, I would, I was taking for, you know, their word. And, and, and that's the thing is these hosts, these television hosts I've learned throughout. I mean, I've been in the outdoor industry. I was the first person to ever do archery bow reviews on YouTube. And I've been in the industry. I've gone to ATA shows for 12 years now. And I see it's whoever has the biggest checkbook that celebrity or those people that are, you know, that's one reason why the outdoor channel is really just floundering. I mean, you don't see the massive amount of subscribers on there. I mean, you heck you have Mossy Oak giving away a free streaming service because they're losing viewership because you'll see one cup, one, one couple or one hunting celebrity shooting one bow one year or have this best camo pattern and stuff. And then the next year, they're shooting a different bow or a different camo. And it's all because they're getting paid more from this other people, not that they believe in the product. And that's that's not true for all of the people in the industry, but I've, I've seen it now over, uh, you know, over an amount of time where that, that is actually true. And the great thing is, like the guys you had on the um, your last episode, is, you know, these guys, that that's what we want. That's what a hunter wants to watch is the actual hunter 
hunting animals, fair chase on their own land. They've put in all the legwork and they're not having, you know, some guide or, or, I mean, sure. You can have a a hunt in Alaska where you have a guide or whatever the case is, but Mm -hmm. they're not, they're not following that, that genre of the, you know, wow, we're getting into, you know, we've got, we just found these elk. No, those elk had been found for, you know, <laughs> yeah. six months while the guy's been camping next to the herd and he's got one basically tied up for you. Yeah. You know, that, that's, <clears throat> that's their guys' bread and butter is, you know, is the whitetails. <clears throat> they have done, you know, paid and went on trips and, you know, they always try to go and do, I think at least one trip a year just to bring different and new content to their show. But, yeah. um, yeah, them guys are legit and, um, don't get a lot of credit that they definitely deserve. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you'll see that in the industries, you know, um, you know, it, it, wherever we were going with it, I'm sure we're going on 10,000 tantrums here and I don't, I don't want to keep everybody off, off the script aspect, but. Uh, that's there is one no thing. script. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you know what I mean. It's I burn it. it in yeah. You know, electrical right. fire. Right. You set it next to the heater, right? Yeah. So, so you know, and that's one thing too that that gets it gets frustrating uh, with my aspect of being in the industry of going to these ATA shows where for press it used to be free. Um, it used to be where I could just register for the ATA show and. I had my website and my credentials from that aspect and I got a free press badge and it turned into all these uh, people who, you know, this outdoor channel phenomenon of, you know, a guy gets a hot wife and she wants to start bow hunting and they go to the show and they're starting to try to get sponsorship from these companies. And as you guys know, um, being at the show, you know, there's, what the main reason that those manufacturers are there is to actually sell their products to the pro shops um, and do, you know, to, to, to do business, to be able to further their product. Of course, also with, with the celebrity aspect, but they got to where their media managers and their marketing managers were so overwhelmed and over just burdened with people trying to seek money because, you know, a lot of folks think, well, man, I get a television show. I'll be rich. No, you're not, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're not, you're not going to be rich. Yeah. I mean, will you have start all the a podcast stuff you ever to be loaded? <laughs> That's right. That's right. I could start it. I could start a review site and I'll never have to work a day again in my life. No, that's yeah. I've been, you know, I've been playing that uphill for whatever. I mean, and I never, you know, and the key thing is I'm not doing this for any kind of money. I do have sponsors, but basically what they cover is, is you know i go out to colorado or or up up in the high country hunting elk every single year um and uh you know running web services and you know new equipment that type of stuff i don't make fifty thousand dollars you know per sponsorship because i'm a, a big name whatever i get you know just enough to make to make ends meet for what I like to do, which is just provide no bullshit reviews for people so that they see what they're going to buy. Now, a company, I'll tell them, I'm like, I'm going to be honest. And they'll, you can always tell in my bow reviews if I like a bow a lot or if I'm like, yeah, well, there's good points and there's bad points. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, the big thing is, is that 
as a manufacturer, I think a lot of them like the honesty of my review because they don't, they're not, you know, I'm not saying that this is the best thing since sliced bread and pockets on jeans. I'm telling, I'm saying, Hey, here's the good points. However, here's the bad points. You know, it feels like it wants to rip my arm out of its socket because there's no Valley. It's like pulling back a, 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 an 18 wheeler, but yet I'm only pulling 70 pounds where I could pull an 85 pound bow. No problem. You know, I mean, yeah. just, just simple things like that. And you, and if, if like people who have watched my reviews, I, I got about 10,000 people on YouTube that are sponsored, that are uh, subscribed to my, to my channel. And I've had a lot of them for a long time. And, and you know, a lot of those guys, they like, Hey, I like just the, the no bull crap that you put out there. And so, you know, you're not like, Oh, you know, this is, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread or pockets on jeans or whatever. So, but yeah, are we whispering in my ear? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I was trying to, uh, to tell homie something. There's a lot going on behind not, the scenes Not on here. the record. <laughs> All, yeah. All right. It's, we got the well, heater turned off. It's super cold in here, man. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's what you always say. You're like, sorry, dear. It's cold in here. But yeah. It's all good. <laughs> We're trying to get all these people in the back office of Whitetail Legacy to do something. Yeah. That's my, right. The yeah. interns yeah. in the back of the garage where there's no that's, heat. They're not, that's right. They're not sending out the emails fast enough. <laughs> right. Tell them to rub their hands together. Get some friction heat going. Come yeah. On. But um, if I was a company, you know, I would want somebody to give me you know, unbiased information that way going forward, you know what you need to improve on, whether it's one product, whether it's a specific, uh, deal, you know, so the unbiased is a big point for me. Yeah. Well, and, and that's, that's one of like, I've known Matt since, uh, there was a company that, that started back in, I can't even remember what year it was. It's maybe oh five, oh six, and it was it was before Facebook even became popular. It was back in the MySpace days, and uh, this company was called LiveHunt.com, uh, which is no longer uh, even running. But it was just like Facebook. I mean, it had great intentions, great ideas, and they actually contacted me to be their their like, you know, uh, product expert, if you will, on the site for. Uh, you know, sort of like the pro staff talking uh, points and stuff. And and that's how I actually met Matt and, um, you know, with VIP. And at the time, uh, Matt lived in Texas. I was stationed in Texas. And, uh, you know, we just we just sort of hit it off, of course, both being military and uh, or prior military in his case and stuff. And, and you know, um, he he has relied on my opinion on things that he has ideas for that he'll send to me and I'll call him and I'll be like, Matt, listen, you know, <laughs> d- n- no. Yeah. And, and, and you know how Matt's, how his brain works, right? Oh, it's yeah. like, it's like going 10 trillion times. Oh, a second, yeah. And he's already got an idea in there and I, and I'll, I'll straight up tell him, I'm like, yeah, no, not feasible. And that's one of the things with the veteran, um, he was, you know, let me do my shout out for the veteran. And, uh, and he, uh, he had called me and, and I flew out to Texas and he says, look, I got this broadhead. I want, I I only want to send you pictures of it. I want you to check it out. I want your honest opinion. You know, 
you know, I was like, all right, Matt, you know, hey, I'll put in a couple of days to leave. I'll fly out. We'll see what this thing's all about. And I got out there and he picks me up in his in his truck and we drive down to the ranch and he's telling me all about it. And he has one there and I'm looking at it and I'm like, yeah, that's sort of a good idea. It's sort of a neat. Gave me a give me a little familiarity back to uh, an older broadhead I used to shoot that was not mechanical. And um, and, you know, he didn't have any of the fancy coloring or the anodizing on it. And a matter of fact, I don't even know if the, the tip was trocar at the time yet. And uh, he says, I want you to shoot some hogs with it. And this is like May, um, May time frame. And <clears throat> I said, OK, yeah, we'll shoot it. You know, no problem. I didn't even shoot one out of my bow before I went to shoot a hog because hogs are like, you know, like hogs in Texas are everywhere. <laughs> and so so I'm sitting and, and I have that cell. I have that filmed as a matter of fact i'm sure you guys probably got sick of watching the video at the ata show of it on the thing but i'm sitting up there self-filming and this boar comes in he's not a very big boar it comes in and i i drew back and i was taking footage i was trying to do some footage of the of the actual uh the broadhead and stuff looking at it with the camera and i had the little tactic cam facing back to me and i drew back and i punched that boar perfect car shot went through it went through actually hit his hog log and it broke the arrow in half but the only thing that stopped it was the hog log but that that boar took off and i mean blood was just shooting seven ways a sunday out of this thing and uh and right and right then i was like i mean you see the excitement on my face i'm like holy crap i called matt i text him it's like five in the afternoon still you know plenty of hunting time i'm like dude you need to get over here right now i just shot this boar you're not gonna believe it and so I, I was sort of sold from that point on, man. And I told him, I said, I said, Matt, I said, you need to have this thing in the freaking stores this fall. And that was sort of like, and we talked about it. He sort of was like, okay, you know, I've talked to you. And when you said this needs to be in the stores, that's when he really like launched the whole thing uh, to get this puppy going forward. And I think, uh, I think that was a big play. And I'm glad that a customer, you know, a company like, veteran uh, innovative products and other stuff will actually take the opinion of somebody that does this and go forward with it and he has that's the best broadhead on the market i mean i got i'm sure you guys there's no bias involved with it because i would have told him it's a piece of crap if i shot it and it didn't shoot like anything <laughs> yeah and he knows that and and when when i was like hey yeah this thing needs to be in the store right now and uh and i went forward with it and i think that that was just a great thing yeah, exciting times, man. A lot of exciting stuff going on with VIP right now. Also, we're gonna do some of that in the intro, though. But uh, okay. Um, I wanted you've been hitting a lot. I want to get into your military service a little bit. Something we like to do here at White to Legacy is shout out veterans and active duty. So, just give us a rundown of your military service. Well, let's see. <laughs> well, I've been in for. Uh, I'm still active duty. I've been in for 29 years. Um, I spent, uh, 23 years as an enlisted person as a, a combat corpsman with the Marine Corps, uh, deployed desert storm, Somalia, uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, uh, a couple other places. And, uh, you know, I loved it. I loved it. I was, I was getting ready to retire at my 20 year mark and, uh, I just wasn't done having fun. And, so I, I looked in the commissioning route and I was able to, uh, being in the medical field as a corpsman, uh, which I have to shout out to homie cause he did a VIP shout, shout out to a, a hospital corpsman 
a few uh, weeks ago, and he said, hospital corpse man. But that's all cool. <laughs> that's what I thought it was when I joined, too. The, the velvet light okay. was getting to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Your Zimas were hitting you hard. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, so... So, yeah, so I was a hospital corpsman or, or a Fleet Marine Force corpsman for so long, and I just wasn't done, and I was in the medical field, and I looked into getting a commission. At the time, I was the 3rd Marine Regiment's uh, senior enlisted leader. I had I was in charge of 5,000 Marines and 323 sailors, and, uh, uh, you know, as far as their medical aspect for the regimental uh, aid station, and and I was like, you know, I talked to my wife, and um, I'm like, you know, shoot, we should uh, – you know, what do you want to do? The The market was sort of crap. I had two degrees already, uh, one in uh, wildlife management and one in environmental studies. And we talked about looking into commissions. So I did a, a nurse corps program in the Navy where they uh, send you to nursing school. And um, and I, I was lucky enough to get picked up for it. I uh, went back home to Colorado State and uh, Colorado State University where I graduated uh, with a nursing degree. And then... Uh, my whole plan after that was I'm going to go to anesthesia route. I want to be doing anesthesia as a nurse, a nurse anesthetist is what they're called. And some, some of this big, like uh, fighting back and forth in, the, in which I don't get involved with, but in the national civilian level is that they're, they're calling, they're now moving towards a, uh, they're calling them certified registered nurse anesthesiologist. And then the anesthesiologist doctors are getting mad and it's, it's a big back and forth. I don't really care. I'm in the military. Everybody, we all get along great. It doesn't matter if you're an anesthesiologist or a, or a nurse anesthetist. And uh, so, so maybe pay, is paying for my uh, my doctorate in uh, nurse anesthesia. So, um, so still doing that. Just uh, doing anesthesia every day. Still loving, you know. Get to put in my, uh, I get to work on the Marines. Still get to work on everybody, basically. And. Uh, it's, it's just a, a good time. It still allows me to carry out my, you know, brotherhood with uh, a lot of the folks and a lot of the guys that are I'm, that I'm with are all, you know, prior enlisted too. So we all get along really well. And then it's sort of how we were at the, at the show, you know, we're all picking on each other making jokes and having fun. But it, when it, when it comes down to business, you know, we are the most serious that we could possibly be to be able to uh, move forward and provide outstanding patient care. And, uh, and, that, and that's, that's what it's all about. But I've, I've had a lot of, uh, good times in the military. It's, it's actually, it's done so much for me, um, to be able to, you know, put me through all this education. You know, I used to tell people I was so poor, I couldn't pay attention as a kid. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, it, it's true. I had no, no desire to go to college. I was like, nope, I don't want to do that. I just spent 12 years in school. Well, you know, I've got now going on my fourth, you know, as a doctorate now, uh, fourth degree. And, uh, you know, I, I found that by getting going to school and stuff, it's actually furthered my my professional ability, even with my my website, being able to talk to uh, mm-hmm. companies and, and make things go along that way as well. And uh, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm here until they make me either go home or. They put me in a sandbox and say I'm not allowed to play with anything. But um, <laughs> the rubber room, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that's what we call it there too. Or or take you out to pasture. Yeah. Um, you know, although my wife is my wife is okay. You know, wins enough, <laughs> and I'm like, it's not done yet. I'm still having fun. So uh, yeah, so it's been it's been quite quite a long time. 
And, uh, you know, it's great to, it, the one thing, and I'm sure you guys have heard this, it's like, I have friends from that were in desert storm with me that I'm still like best friends with, you know, I haven't seen them in 15, 10, 15 years. But if we, if we hooked up next week and did like a, uh, a camping trip or, or just met up somewhere, it'd be like, we just left off. Yeah. And, you know, that's why one, one of my buddies that was in Somalia with me, um, way back in 93, I mean, him and I, we, we, we hunt elk together. I, I about three years ago was the first time that we finally found each other. It was like, Hey, and he came out and we started, he wanted to go hunting elk and I took him out. And, uh, I mean, as many times that he lives out in Pennsylvania, as many times he'd come out and hunt, he will every year. But it's it's like it's like day two after we left, got back from Somalia. We're still we still rag on each other. We have a great time. He's like ten years older than me. He's like fifty seven. So I'm always like, "Are you sure you're okay? Do you have your oxygen bottle? You know, all that kind of stuff." <laughs> and, and it's just it's just great. There's such a great brotherhood that the military provides for people. Yeah, well, utmost respect from us. And then if I ever go under, I'm going to call you and be like, hey, bro, I need someone real good to come put me out. <laughs> yeah, well, you got homie there. He's going to give me a 30-pack and say, just just crush him, bro. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, take two of these and then six more and call me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the only doctor and homie's going to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no, man. It's a... Uh... It's it's pretty good. I you know I like I love my job. I love what I do, and uh, and you know when it's no fun anymore, then that's when we all go home. Well, we appreciate it, man. I we we like to shout out the active duty, and I know that you. We talked about it a little bit at ATA, and uh, I just think it's important, you know, for for people to know that because it's it's weird, you know, a lot of people that are in the military they don't talk about it, right? It's not something that they yeah. want they want attention from. But I think it deserves respect because you guys are putting in all that work for us. So we can move on from that. Uh, so right. your big things, bow reviews. Yeah. So yep. homie's kind of biased on bows. I'm not really biased <laughs> at all. Uh, I like to shoot what I like. And uh, you did a, a bow review last year, correct? I, I did, yes. What? Yeah, I, only, I was sort of a little busy. Uh, so I only had one bow company because I did not get to attend the ATA show the last oh, year. Oh, man. That's too bad. What bow did you shoot? Uh, so let me see because I have to look over here. Um, I shot the Elite's, uh, what is it, the Rival? Ritual. Ritual. Or the Ritual, yeah. Yeah, yeah the Rival was the year before. So, yeah, yeah I shot the Ritual. And, uh, yeah, I uh, I actually liked that bow quite a bit. He's out of his wife's car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to go look at the bow, man. I had to go look at the bow. It's it's actually sitting in my bow rice right now because I was gonna just go out and start plinking around. I like, yeah, I shoot all the time, so it's just one of those things. But um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm out of the wife's car. He just got forty seven bows in a pile. Yeah, <laughs> just got. No, I do. I have to I have to look through all my. I'm like, oh no, it was that one right there. Yeah, no, it was uh it was it was a really really nice shooting bow. Um, one of the things that you know a lot of people like really go off of is they want all this speed and they want all this and you, you have to realize you have to be able to shoot a bow too right <laughs> right so um you know some of these speed bows uh, you go down like psc's line you know the back in the what was it uh, the g4 series and when they really started this whole crazy uh hard cam and, and trying to shoot the bow fast you lost a lot of the shootability out of it and uh 
So I, I think a lot of these newer bow companies are coming smooth along those lines. But let's let's redirect and go back to what you were talking about. So I I did shoot a bow last year, and it was it was the one from Elite. Nice. And uh, you have a you have a lot more reviews set up this year. You were able to attend ATA. So what is some of the stuff that's coming down the shoot for people to be able to see this year? Well, let's see. I just got. Uh, matter of fact, yesterday I just got the uh, helix from Hoyt Archery, and uh, I'm pretty excited to see you know to shoot that. It's not one of their carbon bows. I've done some of their carbon bows in the past, and uh, I was talking to them and trying to go more along. I want my bow reviews to be for people that are going to buy something that's going to be affordable because some of like these me. carbon bows are just <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, yeah, it's great to shoot one of these carbon bows. I mean, if you've ever had the chance to shoot one of the Hoyt's carbons or, or even I, the PSE air, I shot I know, a few guy. years ago. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and you know, yeah, they're real smooth, quiet. Uh, they weigh nothing. Yeah. Lightweight. Um, Ooh. They're very lightweight, which to me is important when I'm hiking through the mountains in Colorado. Believe me, I, I could talk to you here in a few about some of the bows I've had that I'm like, Oh my God, I'm carrying this damn thing around. But um, yeah, so I have Hoyt. I've been in contact, of course, uh, with Elite, and Elite's been very good to me ever since. God, they were actually in California uh, when they first sort of started, and um, I did a lot of reviews from them early on, and I've just sort of been with them throughout. Um, uh, the, the Prime Series bows, I've talked to them, I talked to them at the show and, and he was, you know, pretty excited. The marketing manager there, as far as uh, the last review I've done and I actually hunted with their bow in Colorado a few years ago. Um, you know, I, I went to bear archery uh, who they have a new marketing manager. So the guy I always used to work with is no longer there. And, uh, you know, we'll see if it happens. Uh, I've talked to him. I've sent him, you know, if you look through all my reviews, there's a, a trillion bear archery uh, bows in there. Uh, PSC is going to be on board. I've talked to PSC and, um, you know, and, and there's a company too, where I've, I've sort of like constantly like tried to critique them on their draw cycle every year. And, you know, and, and they still send bows. So even if I'm, if, even if I'm, you know, saying something that's not positive in my aspect or my thought, they still rely on my, my input. And does it mean they change? <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> but the fact is, is that they have to, you know, it's a good company where they actually are willing to publish, you know, work I've done uh, for them, even if there's a portion of the, the product that I don't agree with. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, trying to think of some other boat companies. Uh, <clears throat> Expedition, uh, I talked to them. And uh, when they first started, I actually reviewed three or four of their bows and uh they had they had contacted me and said hey one of you know we have like a hundred customers calling you because they're asking about this certain thing that you talked about on the review and i'm like oh really there's that many people watching my review <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. You know? and they're like yeah you know we fixed it we're gonna send you a new one and i'm like oh, okay so I, I did another bow so they sent like four bows in one year based on they fixed the problem that i had with the with their bow and 
you know, they came out with a great product and, and now the company's sort of changed hands since then. So uh, that's the good part about making face-to-face contact at the AT, ATA show is, you know, you can say, hey, yeah, I'm that guy that, uh, you know, sort of started with you when you started and, and I gave some good feedback and it was able to change. And now you guys are going with that new Mako that's shooting 370 feet per second IDO or whatever. Yeah, homie um, shot that one mm-hmm. at ATA. Yeah. See, and that's one thing. I never shoot a bow at the ATA show. I want everybody's – I want my first review or my first, like, wow – or, or, you know, <laughs> I, want my first, I, want, I want my first reaction to be the first reaction you guys see, you know, not none of this like, oh, man, that's great. You know, yeah. I got, you, the classic, uh, that's one of the things I run into a lot of people, a lot of the haters on, uh, on YouTube that some people will put negative comments and, and whatever. You're always going to, you can't please everybody. Shout but, out to the haters. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a little shout out to haters. Uh, but the, the fact is, is, you know. And, and I understand their point uh, to the people that get like, oh, that bow sucks or this bow. It's because they have ownership. They spent, you know, $1,000 for a bow, $999 plus tax. And then they've spent, you know, $200 for a site, uh, $150 for a quiver, you know, however many for arrows and, and or whatever else. They, they've, they've got like an ownership into it. they got a used it's just car like right it, there. Yeah. It's like, it's like <laughs> hey. Hey, I, uh, you know, I got a Chevy truck. I'm going to be a Chevy man, you know, and those kind of people or it's, or, or, or whatever the case is. Anyway, they have some kind of ownership to where they've spent money. And so they have like that, that commitment to it. Whereas I don't, you know, the, the bows are sent to me. I get a review. Them. Um, you know, for a lot of years and I still do it, but there, I was involved with the injured soldiers.org, uh, after the Iraq war. And I was donating every bow I got to those guys. And, uh, you know, they were able to give them to a, a wounded service member to be able to take out hunting. And then that, that company sort of it got gobbled up by the Wounded Warrior Foundation. And uh, so what I do now is I find, you know, people that have been in the military or that are in the military, especially being in the military town, knowing a lot of folks, um, per part recipients, they all get a free bow from me. So Nice. Um, yes, that's awesome. Yeah. So I, I always... Uh, you know, of course, I only have a limited supply, so don't start calling and ringing <laughs> on the phone. But, but, uh, but yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, I have a lot of friends, especially in the field that I'm in, in the medicine field, and I taught a lot of my buddies bow hunt and um, or shoot, just shoot archery, and they're in leagues and different things, and they see a guy coming in with a, you know, old bear uh, whitetail two, and you know they're struggling to pull back forty pounds because you know that's just how the cam system used to work in those old bows, and. Uh, you know, they'll send them over to me and I'll bring them, I'm bringing them to my house, set it all up, get their draw link set, set it up on my bow vice. And they're like, Oh, that's sort of cool. That's a nice bow. How much you want for it? I go, there you go. And they nice. walk out the door with a brand new bow in their hand, you know, that's cool. Be able I to... mean, yeah. Well, my wife won't let me keep them all. Otherwise I'd probably do that. But no, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> At least I, you're I, honest, I, bro. You yeah, are an no, honest I, individual. I, I like to, I like to give, uh, I like to give these back last, the last one I gave, um, I think I can't even remember what the bow was a couple of years. So, so I still have the uh, elite from last year. That's what I'm sort of shooting just until I go through these year, this year's bow and see which one I like the best, you know, cause people are like, what bow do you shoot? And I'm like, well, whichever one I like to shoot <laughs> out of my review. <laughs> uh, you know, I have no brand specific. And so I take, and I, uh, this last guy was a gunnery sergeant in the Marine Corps and uh, he had just gotten med boarded out. 
because he just couldn't perform his job anymore. Um, you know, it, it, he was wounded and he just wasn't able to perform and he loved bow hunting and, uh, a buddy of mine who worked with him before he, uh, got out, got him in contact with me. And I met him at the archery one day you know, at the range one day. And I was like, Hey man, we'll go shoot. And you like shooting? And he goes, yeah, I love to shoot bows, you know? And he came out there with his old, I don't even know what the heck the name brand of it was. It was, I think it was an Oneida or one of those crazy looking, uh, Oneida bows, you know, they've really gone towards bow fishing, but they used to make a deer hunting bow. And, uh, I'd found out sort of what he shoots, you know, his draw length and stuff from my uh, friend and had set the bow all up. And I went out there with a, a dozen uh, victory armor piercing arrows because they're one of my arrow sponsors and uh, had it all set up with a, a trophy ridge uh, react site and, uh, and trophy ridge stabilizer on it. And I'm like, man, check this thing out. Try it out. And he, he drew back shy. I said, wow, that's so smooth. <laughs> you know, he hadn't had a new bow for 10, 15 years. <laughs> right. He's like, well, he goes, what's that set at? I said, set at 70 pounds. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah. He said, I said, it's set at 70 pounds. He's like, no way. He said, try drawing mine. So I draw his back. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, I was worried. To, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm having flashbacks to my bow, my wow moment. And, uh, and shot it. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, boy, it sounds like I'm smacking a stake against a, a, a wall at a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> and, and, and he goes, that's a great analogy. And yeah, he turned out to be a really cool dude. And he was a nice guy and, uh, you know, heartfelt and was depressed. You know, he's, he, he, his life was being a Marine and that's what he'd been doing his whole life. And, um, you know, wasn't sure what he's going to go on forward. And, and, you know, he says, man, there'd be no way I could afford something like that. And I said, well, you can afford it today. Right. And he goes, what do you mean? I says, well, it's yours. And, uh, he was like, damn, yeah, he almost broke down crying, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I just sort of, I, I gave him, gave him the bow and, uh, and we, st we still talk to this day, man. He's a good dude. And, uh, I keep telling him, you know, Hey, send me a harvest picture with that animal. And he's like, well, I have to figure out how to kill some. I, <laughs> <laughs> I said, join the club, brother. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just like you were saying there, you know, shooting bows at ATA, like you're just shooting a bear bow with like some junk ass rest and that's it, you know? Right. Right. And you know, the thing is, so when I shoot my bows, the only thing I have on it's a rest and a string loop. And the reason I do that is because you're all your accessories on a bow, everything that you put on. I mean, yeah, your bow, your basic weight of a bow is around four pounds. I mean, we can agree on that. That's national. That's like the, that's the average in the industry, but you start putting stuff on there. You're getting the nine to 10 pounds on your bow. And all that extra weight actually takes away from the sound and the vibration and the noise that the bow is going to make when it's being shot. So if I get a bow and I'm doing a review on it and I shoot it and it doesn't make any sound, that's a good bow. I mean, that, that is a dead silent, dead in your hand bow and there's no hand shock or anything that's being absorbed by anything, no stabilizer. And I like the folks to see that. Now at the show, all the bows are set up so that, you know, homie can go over there and draw them back. I mean, they're not set at 70 pounds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got bony arms. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. It's, it's that elbow. It just sort of inverts itself. I don't know how, but no, I mean, you know, they're all, they're all short draw lengths. They're all light poundage. You're not going to get the true fill for how the bow really shoots as if you're going to pick up a bow to go hunting with. I mean, mm. like if I pick up my bow, I want it to be 70 pounds. It's going to be 30 inches. I know I want to know exactly how it feels at my full draw how it's going to, how it's going to be released. 
And, you know, I've taken, uh, I used to shoot all my bows at 29 inches and numerous people on my reviews are like, Hey, you're shooting, you're, you're too short on your draw length. And I took that. I'm like, Hey, I appreciate the feedback. Let me try a 30 inch. And, uh, you know, and I, I went to 30 inches and now it's like, Ooh, now not only am I able to get shoot a longer arrow, which is going to give me a little bit more kinetic energy down range, but I'm also getting more speed from having that extra inch. So, um, you know, I took the advice from those guys and I like it. And it's, 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 it's absolutely dead on spot on for my draw length and everything at 30 inches right on the dot. So you said before that you had trouble killing things, but you killed your, the elk on your profile on Facebook. Is it that the one that you killed a couple of years ago in Colorado? Yeah. Yeah, that sure. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was, that was one of those one in a million type things, you know, um, no, I, like I said, I elk hunt in, every, in Colorado every single year. And uh, I was actually hunting with a, a Green Beret friend of mine. And uh, we'd been we'd been chasing this herd of elk around this mountain for, oh, I want to say, going on our second year. You know, like, we knew right where they were. They knew, you know, we knew where they were going everywhere. And uh, he had gotten in there and uh, a few days earlier, and then I came up to camp, and we got on, there was a really, really big bull, uh, a huge bull up on this hill that we're trying to get. And it was getting close towards the end of season. So, you know, the end of season is usually the end of September in Colorado. And that's the prime of the rut. I mean, that's when the bulls lose their minds and, you know, you could do anything. You can make noise, you can make mistakes, and you could still probably get a chance of at least seeing a bull or having a bull answer you back and coming in possibly. And so we'd gone, we'd gone in and it was sort of funny because we hadn't, hadn't come to full draw on anything all season. And, um, we'd seen the elk on this hill every morning. So we got in there real early and we're sneaking down this little, this little bend. And, uh, there's a bull to the right of me and I look and he's coming out and he's like at 47 yards. I'm like, Oh, perfect. Cause I could shoot a bow accurately and feel like I can kill something out to 90 yards, if not, maybe just a hair further, but I shoot a lot and I shoot, I don't rifle hunt. I mean, I, I can rifle hunt if I wanted to, but I just, I, I don't get a thrill out of it. I went to scout sniper school way back in the day in the early nineties. And when you're shooting targets at 1200 meters and then you, it's nothing to shoot an animal to me. I mean, but that's, that's my personal, you know, aspect. It won't say I won't hunt with a rifle, but I, I just like the whole thrill of hunting with the bow. And this elk came out I drew back. I, it was colder than hell that morning. I had my gloves on. I drew my bow back. It was a nice six by six bull. And just as I settled in to shoot, my finger on my uh, glove was a little longer than my trigger or than my finger. The glove was a little longer. And I t- accidentally touched my uh, release, and my arrow sailed right over his back. So my buddy, uh, who's got a little hot temper anyway, but he's a green beret, and uh, <laughs> he was all like, "Ah, you screwed it up, blah blah blah." I'm like, you know, simmer down, Sally. Let's just uh, figure out what we're gonna do here, because you know the elk ran off, and sometimes you can get them to come back. They'll come back same area. Well, during that time of the fiasco, we went back to camp. We're sort of talking about what's going on. About seven guys came up to hunt the weekend for the last weekend. And they just like walked right in past us. They camped almost right next to us. And we're like, are you, <laughs> can you believe this crap? I mean, Colorado has like the largest public land in the world. 
And these guys come up and they pull out ATVs and all this. And we're hiking, huffing up the mountain, right? They just take right off down that trail. And we're like, well, screw this. Let's go to this one spot. We packed up our camp. Now, mind you, we had two days to hunt left. And we packed up our camp. I said, we're going to scratch this evening. I've got a spot that I've gone to before in the late season. It's in a place where you wouldn't think elk were at all, but I know there's elk there. And if not, we can just sit around, drink beer, and, you know, have a good time. So whatever. <laughs> and and, and that, that was the sealed deal. Well, drink beer? Okay, we'll go do that. So <clears throat> we hopped up, packed up camp, went over, set up camp, looked around. There was elk tracks everywhere. I'm like, all right, so let's just sort of, you know, we'll sit here tonight. We'll, we'll chill out. We'll, we'll make sure everything's okay. I had my 17 year old son with me and it was his first time elk hunting. Um, he was pretty worn out cause we'd been hiking him up and down the mountains, you know, and he's like, this ain't my Xbox. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so, uh, we were sitting around the, we didn't have a campfire or nothing. It was really dry. Just sitting around the lantern, drinking some beers. And all of a sudden, you know, it had just gotten dark. All of a sudden, elk just started bugling everywhere around us. I mean, there was elk behind us, elk across. We were camped right off this dirt road. There was elk across the dirt road. There was elk to our right, elk to our left. I reached up. I turned off the lantern. We just sat there listening to them. And I'm like, all right, hey, let's go to bed, get up early, and, and try to go figure out where these elk went throughout the night. Wake up in the morning, and uh, we get out there, and... Uh, we're just sitting right at the camp. You know, it's just starting to get light. You didn't have to hike far. The elk were close so we could figure out where they went and maybe try to get in front of them going back to their bedding areas. Uh, you locate bugle. And you guys, you'll have to come out elk hunting with me because once you do that, just think of a turkey, but like 1,200 pounds. And it's <laughs> it's phenomenal. Man, when they bugle at you, your hair moves on side, you're, you're hooked. You're hooked. It's 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 just totally awesome. I'm scared to do it because um, I don't want to do it every year. I know. <laughs> well, that's the key point. Yeah, you will. You will. And I mean, oh, that, there's yeah. It's it's such a thing that drives me to go back. But we're sitting there having coffee. You know, heated up some water and 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 got our coffee going. Sitting there drinking coffee, and all of a sudden, right across from us, I mean, just boom, this elk just explodes bugling, and I'm like, oh crap. I sat down, I opened the door to my uh, camper. I'd had a camper at the time. And I told my son, I says, get out of bed. There's elk here. He goes, I'm not going, just go without me. I'm like, all right, that's all you have to say. I'm not going to sit there and collect, you know, you don't want to do it. Fine. I'm going. Probably what homie would say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm telling you. And, and, uh, so we went, I was with, a um, my buddy was Green Bray and this other guy who'd come out who lived close to where we were hunting. And his, he was the owner of BinoPack. Uh, it's a binocular harness system. Uh, his name is Will Goldsmith. Real nice guy. Used to, used to guide and stuff in Utah. And we're take we go across the road and I mind you, we're 60 yards from our camper. You can see it right there. And this elk bugles. And I'm like, stop, freeze. And we froze. And here he comes walking, and I'm like, holy Lord. I mean, this thing was, he had just antlers going everywhere. And I'm like, okay, let's just let him, he was, we were upwind of him, everything was groovy. And uh, Will was sort of in the front, a little bit farther up to the right. And the bull started just tearing his tree, and he was maybe 140 yards away. So, you know, definitely too far to shoot. Um, So we started tearing the tree, and we started moving, and Will's like just frozen, and I'm like, go 
go <laughs> go i mean the, the the damn elk has its eyes closed it's got its ears back it's raking a tree it's not going to hear anything <clears throat> and uh so he starts moving then he freezes again and i'm like just go go what by this time he's like 30 yards in front of me and i look and i just look at him and i go just go and he, he just sort of stares there at me. Well, right when I said that, a bull right behind my camper explodes bugling at this bull. And so I just, I left him. <laughs> I just left him. I turned around <laughs> and I ran. And I, I hightailed it back over the, right past my camper. You know, I'm like, hey, wake up, banging on it as I go by to tell my son to get out of bed. And my buddy, who's the Green Braves right behind me, and I stopped and I bugled with my, with my call and his bull, both bulls answered. Matter of fact, this bull exploded again. And I'm like, okay, there's two little ridges, which if I, if I threw a rock, I could cross both ridges. You know, it's really only maybe a hundred yards. So I just went over one down the other and I got up top and I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, that bull, I think that bull's right down in the bottom there. And then all of a sudden I heard, it sounded like one of these Primo's videos, and I thought it was a darn guy. Just a meow, 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 meow. Like, like somebody watched a Primo's video the night before, and they're out there blowing a stupid hoochie <laughs> mama call. Yes. And I'm like, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, that was literally, I said it that loud. And my buddy's like, my buddy's like, you think it's a guy? I said, it's got to be a guy. I said, watch this. And I pulled out my bugle, and I gave the most guttural, just you know just screaming bugle picked up a log and started raking a tree and then just going to town breaking sticks and bugling i said man we're gonna have this guy so excited he doesn't know what's gonna go on <laughs> and, and right about that time i looked down and here comes out a cow and she goes Meow, and i'm like shit <laughs> you know? and and you know i sort of stuck and then she walks by i reached down grab my bow i walked down the trail maybe 15 steps and I get behind a big tree. My buddy's right behind me. I wish he'd had a camera cause you can't make this crap up. And that bull comes, comes running out. He's got a tree stuck in his antlers and he just lets out this bugle and I have him at 30 steps. And I'm like, Oh my God, look at that thing. And I didn't even look at his horns. I just saw he had a freaking, you know, Ponderosa hanging in the top of his antlers. <laughs> and I'm like, Holy shit. I pull out an arrow and I get it on and 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 I I I did a light bugle just like a, nothing really aggressive because I'm thinking well shit I probably scared this thing off now after that and that cow that had come by turns and starts coming up the hill towards me and uh, at that time I'm like all right keep coming and he looks up and he sees that cow and he just throws a fit he comes barreling straight up the hill at me. When he's doing that, I come to full draw behind a tree and then I sort of step out and he puts his head underneath that cow, lifts her up off the ground and throws her back down the hill. And she's like tumbling. And because uh, that's a bull's bugle calls cows to him, sort of like Tom's, you know. Mm. And uh, and when he did that, I go, hey, <laughs> just like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, mean, I didn't even look at him with my pins. I'm just sitting there. You know, I instinctive shoot a lot. And I'm just like, hey, he looks at me and I just, toop, I shot that arrow and it hit him right in the, right in the money. And all of a sudden just this huge 24 inch, just explosion of blood goes off the side of him and he bolts down the hill and he stops right at the bottom and I bugle 
and he's standing there and you just see the blood just going out both sides. And then he got the old jello leg, you know, that back leg, where's the ground? I can't feel it. And then boom, he, he was done. And I, and I had to sit down because number one, I'm about, you know, I needed to go get some wipes or something after that one. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, holy crap. My buddy's like, dude, I cannot believe I, I had my phone in my hand. I should have recorded that even on the, whatever the hell he had, iPhone four. And, uh, hell yes. <laughs> and yeah, that's, and, uh, you know, and that, I said, well, let's give him a minute to die. He goes, he's dead right there. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to have a chance at this damn thing getting up and running. You aren't going anywhere. I didn't even know how many points the elk was. I just knew he was legal because his his brows come out like 24 inches in front of his, his head. You know, it were out past his nose. And uh, I just sort of sat there for a few minutes. I'm like, all right, you know, text my wife and tell her I killed this bull. <laughs> He's like, what's your wife's number? I'm like, I ain't going to tell you. So we'll, we'll go ahead and line this like. And, uh, so we go down. I never found my arrow. We keep, went through them and just kept going uh, somewhere, you know. And uh, But there was blood all over the place. And, uh, you know, I, I see the elk from where I was. But I always, even if I see the elk fall, I still like to try to follow a blood trail. Because, one, it keeps me, you know, on track of, hey, you know, you know how many times have you been out there hunting? You go, man, I lost blood. Mm-hmm. and and you sort of get really disheartened and you're like god dang it but it, if you just go a little farther or you circle you can find it even if i see the animal die i still like to follow that blood and uh so you know long story short got to the elk i'm like crap man i wonder if uh if will killed that bull and i'm like i want you run back up and get tristan you know my son get tristan tell him come down because he's got a lot of packing to do because i'm old and i'm not doing it um yeah and uh it was was all joking but um we were actually only 140 yards from my camper when i shot this bull wow yeah and uh, you know after we were all done and my son finally got his butt out of bed he he had said that he heard all the bugle and finally got up, got dressed, went out in his underwear, and there was an elk in the camp walking through the camp. And he he, he had his bow, seven or his drumbies, and and he says he was about seventy yards, and I don't I don't even trust myself over twenty yards, so I just let him go. And I'm like, yeah, sure he was. He was probably a five feet laughing at you standing there in your underwear. But uh, but yeah, no. So that was a big, and it ended up being a beautiful six by six bowl and um and the bow i shot that with was uh, from athens archery and i sent it to the manufacturer and he actually or the picture of it and he sent me uh, he called me up and he's like you know what it speaks volumes for somebody in your line of being able to review all the bows that you have out there that you have access to to see a trophy animal with our product in it that that that's getting blown up to you know whatever and it's going right over the top of our uh whatever the case is in their in their in their main headquarters so nice yeah if you're ever in indiana and you stop by athens archery you'll see a picture of it but oh man otherwise the elk could be nice to see face. your yeah. face i mean maybe i can yeah. photoshop my face on there yeah and sp- well yeah you might be able to i know i can do I'm you've seen homie shops so homies yeah. photoshop skills <laughs> Yeah, yeah, real I nice. I've seen his editing skills too, but that's okay. We ain't gonna talk about that. <laughs> we should have got you the. We should have got him on Mister Freeze. Yeah, yeah, we should have. We'll get you a link Way sent out. We'll get you a link sent out. See what you think. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I definitely want to see it. I saw, I saw some of the preview 
of your uh, of your your work in progress. So I'm interested to see what it all came out to be, man. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, we won't take any more of your time. Let the people know where they can find you. Okay. Well, they can go to either outdoorproductreview.com, but I find that that the majority of traffic now is with social media. So um, I'm on Instagram out, uh, at, at Outdoor Product Review on on Twitter at Bow Review. Um, I don't follow you on Twitter, bro, but I'm going to do that right now. I, I know, right? At Bow Review, real simple. Um, then you can go to uh, you can go to, of course, my Facebook page. You just type in Outdoor Products Review. I think it's Products or Product Reviews, uh, whatever the case is, and it'll get there. If not, I'm sure that Homie and all those guys will be able to put a link up to it. And then, um, of course, YouTube. Just type in Outdoor Product Review. You'll be able to see some of the reviews I've done. I've done some crossbows that have got upwards of almost 800,000 views. So, um, yeah, and I have some good tips and tricks on there as well, how to tie in a peep site, how to how to set up a rest. QAD is one of my sponsors, so I go through the whole aspect of sometimes you need like an engineering degree to set up some things on archery equipment nowadays. And yeah. uh, I just sort of go through a step-by-step process. I mean, hell, I'm no auto mechanic, but I tell you what, YouTube's been my best friend with my wife's old piece of crap <laughs> car she had before we <laughs> traded it in. <laughs> YouTube's bailed me out quite a few yeah. times doing this podcast. Yeah, I'm and telling you. Editing yeah. and... I'm gonna start. A, I'm gonna start a podcast, and I'm gonna watch how to do it on YouTube. So. <laughs> I would say you don't want to watch <laughs> us do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't take any tips from us. There's yeah, no. We have no. nothing on YouTube about podcasting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or how no, to do I'll it. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, though, man. I mean, I, I like it's from day one when we met. It's it's been it's great, and look look forward to a great long relationship, and definitely. Uh, I need to get you guys out hunting, man. I mean, something else besides whitetails. I, I hunted whitetails in Camp Lejeune for 20 or 18 years at least. And I'd kill so many deer out there. And I love whitetail hunting, but there is nothing like hunting out west, man. And you get out and these bulls are screaming. You guys I, I, you guys will be pulling up chocks trying to move to Colorado. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> That's what I'm scared of. But we, uh, yeah. we will uh, – We'll probably take you up on that. In I was saying we're looking years. for something yeah. other than whitetails to hunt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean I love whitetail hunting too, but uh, yeah, I don't know what it is, man. It's something about western hunting that just that you know. Some of your podcasts you were talking about, you know, it's the whole aspect of you know bedding areas and following the food sources and and doing this for late season, this and this. You know, there's no stand. I mean, there's people that hunt elk out of tree stands in Colorado. It's I run and gun, man, just like I'm hunting turkeys. I'd have, that's the only I, way I'd want to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hear them bugling, and boom, I take off. I get the wind right. I get in there, and I get in close, doing some cow calling if they're still bugling. And when you hear them breaking sticks that are as big as your leg coming through the timber and, you know, spit drooling off them, and you can hear them breathing, that's when, uh, yeah, that that's the instant chubby when oh, it comes yeah. to hunting, man. I mean, yeah, it's it, it, you get hooked. And uh, you'll you'll want to do it every year. I'll go but, elk uh, hunting, but mule deer hunting with you, I'm gonna have to pass, bro. I've seen your videos. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, now, yeah, no, that. Are you are you talking about Slim Shady? Yeah, his, uh, yeah. His hunting one, yeah, yeah. yeah hunt, hunting with Sans Bubba. Yeah, like, <laughs> I ain't seen a deer in 15 years. <laughs> yeah, bring all them big old mule deer. Yeah, right there's just one seventy. He's walking behind you. Yeah, right. see, there's no mule deer out here. No sign. <laughs> yeah. no. This place sucks. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, see, that's my video I post for out-of-staters when I don't want them taking over all yeah. the public plan. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, we'd have we'd have a lot of fun, though, man. I don't know how much how much hunting we'd get done. We'd be all freaking two sheets to the wind and bullshitting the whole time laughing. <laughs> right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, hey, let's make a funny video. I bet you we'll do that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll do that in a second. That <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you so. will see us uh, hunt turkeys. Yeah, epic, yeah, well, epic I'm, turkey I'm sure footage coming out, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be well, some next, le- next level tactics. Well, and that's something I love. I sent you guys that video of, uh, I shot that turkey at 50 yards of my bow down in Texas on uh, some television show that's not even on. They invited me out. They were invited uh, uh, military members to hunt with them, and I was lucky enough to go do that. And um, one of the things from that that I learned is that when the, when the host says, well, two baddies at 50 yards, and I said, well, what are you talking about? He's only at 50 yards. <laughs> <laughs> and the host goes, how many times I heard that? Well, the camera's rolling. And I'm like, sounds good to me. Drew back, boom. And I center punch him. And the guy says, shut my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, he's dead right there. <laughs> so, yeah. I actually shot that turkey with an Adam, as a matter of fact, from Old nice, Max. Nice. That was one of the first ones. Yeah. Nice. Good, good times, man. But, uh. Yeah, guys, I appreciate you having me on. Like I said, uh, I'll I'll be sending you uh, reviews once I get them done and edited, and and if if you want to share them, if not, I'll definitely share uh, your guys' stuff on my page. And you know, oh, yeah, we'll hit you with the share. We'll we'll show you some love, as long as it's yeah, good. I, I want that. I want the first word to be like uh, half a wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give that one a a wow. Yeah. <laughs> we'll say that's. That's a wow. Now, yeah. if I say it's a full wow, then you know it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of reverse so, psychology right there. Yeah. That's right. That's why I say, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink. No. <laughs> All right, man. We appreciate you coming on. It's been a blast, like always, hanging out with you. Um, if anything, we'll get to see you at ATA next year, so we're looking forward to that. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate it, guys. And like I said, just keep keep doing what you're doing, man. Being, being what you're, you know, you're good at and just honest and have a blast doing it, man. That's, that's all you can do. Yeah. That's what we try to do. We try to have as much fun and, uh, show people that you don't have to be a genius to kill deer. Right? <laughs> We're not yeah. there yet. Yeah. That's a fact, man. That is a fact. Believe me. I, I met you guys. I know that. <laughs> Savage. There's, there's that honest, yeah. unbiased opinion right yeah. there. Yeah. All right, man. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you later. All right, fellas, you guys have a good time. See you, man. Bye. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's a zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, nobody's listening at this point, yeah. so probably just, you know, close her up right now. All right. Well, we hope you guys in- enjoyed Outdoor Product Review. Um, he's going to be at ATA with the show with us. Hopefully, we can do another podcast there with him. Just a fun yeah. group we'll, one. We'll be set up. We'll... Yeah. <laughs> That would be a lot of fun, that would even be. if it's in the hotel or something, just yeah. having a good time. But uh, this is the last you heard of him. He's coming back. Check out his reviews on his boats. He is legit. We give him a hard time. We crack jokes, <laughs> but that's just because we're, we're close, and uh, we respect him a lot. So yeah. check him out, OutdoorProductReview.com or Outdoor Product Review on YouTube. Um, get out there. Uh, try a new bow out at your pro shop. For sure. Try to leave a legacy and wait till legacy's out. 
brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.